Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We went on a trip today, me and a few of my girlfriends, because we woke up and we, my husband had our children, and that was really, really nice, because there's a few of them, and they're all little, and so he was like, babe, just go, take the day, it's going to be, it's going to be great, just, he, what a man, right? What a guy. He let me have the day, he said, just go and enjoy, spend some time getting your head, get your heart focused, you know, just go have a day. So naturally, I woke up and went with a few of my girlfriends to the dry bar in Jacksonville (laughs) to focus my heart. It worked. First, they focused my head. Then I focused my heart. It was fantastic. But we went up to, I don't know if you've driven up to, like, downtown Jacksonville in a while around Riverside, but... When you plug in an address around that city area and you're trying to get to a destination in Riverside, there is this like liar of a GPS system in your phone or your car that tells you to keep going for another 0.9 miles. But you shouldn't because if you do, you will end up not where you're trying to get to and have to do like a weird little roundabout thing. Thankfully, this time, because it's not the first time it's happened to me, I had my friend Mallory sitting next to me and she said, no, no, this is where you get off. Anyhow, all of that to say, can't always trust your GPS. And my message tonight is called On Course. So the Lord spoke to me. I told you when I was on my way to the dry bar to focus my heart. That's not where my message came from, but I just, I couldn't help but giggle at the fact that here I thought I was setting my GPS to go to the dry bar in Riverside, and I was heading somewhere completely different because the GPS hadn't recalculated what has actually been happening in the city. Does that, like, resonate with anybody? (laughs) Sometimes we've set a course in our lives, and we plugged it into our little, like, I've got my life ready and this is how I want it to go and all of a sudden you're on your way and things have shifted or changed in your life and you're like, wait a minute, I was, I was supposed to take that road back there to get there but nobody told me because I just was like single-minded focused on something that was in my past and I've been living out of this place that's behind me when God is actually calling us as women to live out of somewhere that's present where God is speaking now so that we don't miss important turnoffs or important curves in the road that we need to take to actually get us where he's taking us. So we all have a course. We're on course. I've wondered, I wonder if you stopped recently to think about where you're actually going. Because sometimes we just start going and going and going and going and going and going. And we don't actually stop to think about where we're going because we're just living a busy life. My life feels so busy sometimes. You know, we've got this incredible church happening. We've got amazing friends around us. We've got Three loud, beautiful children in our world constantly. We're working out school schedules and work schedules. And my husband, Matt, actually still has a full-time job um, in New York. So he still does that along with his full-time job as the pastor of the church. And life can feel really busy. And it's really easy to start just going and doing and forgetting that there's purpose in it all. And it's funny because when you're busy, sometimes you find yourself coasting through just trying to make it week to week, and you don't actually realize where you're ending up because your decisions become less intentional, 
And you just keep rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. And what happens to a snowball when it starts rolling? Not that we would know because, <laughs> but Chrissy, <laughs> who lives in Connecticut, knows a lot about that. But what happens when it starts to roll and it starts to gather and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it comes with more force and all of a sudden it's hard to kind of go, wait, 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 I wasn't trying to go down that road. But you and I, we have a purpose. And it's not a let's just see what happens kind of purpose. We were created. We were created with the loving hands of a father who set eternity in our hearts it actually says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, in the Amplified, it says, He has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. So you and I, we have a course. We've been set on course and we've been set with purpose, because God created us with eternity in our hearts. You can't escape it. And if you think about it and you meditate on that scripture, it will be revealed to your heart that it is there. You have purpose and you have a fire and a passion inside of you that God is waiting to ignite. Some of you felt it tonight as we started singing and as God started moving as we just lifted our voices to him and you're like wait a minute thought I was just coming to hang out with some girls what's happening I did not sign up for this I'm getting the tingles and my heart is just like fluttering and God, God started doing something in you because there was a place that was dead and, and he what he does is he makes dead things alive like I said he so if you started feeling that fluttering or that stirring that's because eternity was set in your heart before you were ever took your first breath. It was set in your heart when you were created. And I want to be on course. I want to be a woman that has purpose and passion, and I am like set. Here I'm, I'm going. Here we go. I want to be aware of the turns. I want to live in the moment, and I want to hear from God so that I know when things start to shift. And I don't just want to be on course, but I want to have the convictions in my heart to stay that way. So here we go. This is, this is our, um, our scripture for tonight. I don't, what's the word? Our anchor text. Maddie says that. It sounds so official. This is our anchor text. <clears throat> <laughs> Psalm 119, 1 through 8, if you have your Bibles with you. Does anybody have their Bible? Awesome. Do you have your phone or do you have your paper Bible? Either way, I'm not judging. All right, this is what it says, Psalm 119. It says, you're blessed when you stay on course. Do you hear that? You're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road he set. You, God, prescribed the right way to live. Now you expect us to live it. Oh, that my steps might be steady, keeping me to the course you set. Then I'd never have any regrets in comparing my life with your counsel. I thank you for speaking straight from your heart. I learned the pattern of your righteous ways. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Don't ever walk off and leave me. Isn't that beautiful? You're blessed when you stay on course. 
walking steadily on the road revealed by God. There's a blessing that comes with having a purpose and a passion and a conviction, not just to set out on a course, but to stay on course. This is what Paul talks about when, when he writes in Philippians. He said, he's talking about all these accomplishments, all of his credentials. And he said, yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, now I've forsaken them and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now, so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. He was letting go of what was behind so that he could set out on a new course. It says further on, my passion is to be consumed with him and not in clinging to my own righteousness based in keeping the written law. My righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. I will be one with him in his sufferings, and I will be one with him in his death. Only then will I be able to experience complete oneness to him in his resurrection from the realm of death. And I don't know about you, but there's things in my life that have to be laid down and put to death so I can be on course with where God's calling me to go. Does anybody else have something like that? There are things in my life that have to be put to death so that I can actually step out and keep moving down the road that God's called me to go. You're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. Maddie and I have this this thing that we love to do. We love to sit down at night and just take a breath and turn on YouTube sailing videos. (laughs) We're so nerdy. (laughs) We love it. We like... We try to learn all the things on YouTube, which is obviously really ineffective when you like put it into real life. <laughs> so then we go out on our sailboat and we're like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> if anybody knows how to sail, come see me afterwards because <laughs> we're just driving around right now. <laughs> but you know, we, we love to watch these sailing um, YouTubes and we were watching one recently where the guy was going off the, the east coast of America, and he was going off to some islands. I can't remember what they were. Anyways, what he, what he essentially was saying was, I've charted my course, and I know where my destination is, and I know the route to get there, but now I have to take into account the currents and the wind and what could happen if something unexpected comes up. And I thought it was fascinating that just like in our own lives and in our own hearts, we set our course you know, and we end up with unexpected challenges, whether it be wind or waves or something, something that came out of nowhere, things that are unpredictable. And if we just set our course like we set our GPS, we'll literally end up in the middle of the ocean because just an inch over and an inch over when you're sailing takes you from landing on an island paradise to literally being in the middle of the ocean. Isn't that crazy? I mean, like, little bit by little bit, and it all adds up. And all of a sudden, you're like, where are we? Like, 
scary Gilligan's Island stuff, except for no island. <laughs> so why do you need a course? Proverbs 29:18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So that same purpose that was written in your heart, that eternity that was set in your heart, it's there and it's accompanied by vision. Because without vision, has anybody ever lived without vision for a while? And it feels meaningless and it feels aimless. And you're like, what am I even doing with my life? So I wonder if you've heard from God where you're supposed to be heading. Maybe you're in a season where you need to hear the voice of God. You just need him to speak. Or maybe you're in the middle of a journey that you started out and you've lost your way a little bit, or maybe you're in the right spot, but it started to feel mundane and just a little bit normal. And we all know that sometimes normal feels like we must be in the wrong spot when God's like, nope, perseverance and faithfulness, keep going, I gave you a course. You might be (laughs) in smooth seas right now, or you might be absolutely freaking out because of the waves and the wind have come, and you're wondering why Jesus is asleep in the boat with you. And you wonder if he sees you, and you wonder if he knows that you're like, "Uh, we're going down. What am I supposed to do? Why are you asleep? And he's like, I'm here. The wind and the waves, they obey me. See, God has a plan for our lives. He has a plan for your life. Do you want to know what it is? Does anybody want to know what God's plan for your life is? Raise your hand if you'd like to know what God's plan for your life is. Fantastic. I'm going to tell you. Write it down. Tattoo it on your hip, whatever. Maybe don't do that. But <laughs> write this down. God's plan for, you to, for your life is to love him and to love the people around you. That's it. You're welcome. Did everybody write it down? I don't want you to forget. God's plan for your life is to love him and love the people around you. And we like to really overcomplicate it because we're like, surely there is something more for me, Lord. Surely. And he's like, you can't even do that right. (laughs) I mean, I can't. I'm trying my best. But it's actually really hard to, to love God with all of your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength and to also love your neighbor as yourself, which is what was commanded in Matthew 22, 36 through 40. So I don't know about you, but I have decided as I was writing this message, I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm going to stop overcomplicating it. And I'm going to make sure that at the forefront of my days, when I wake up, I'm going to love you with all of my heart and I'm going to love the people around me. And you know what happens when you, when you really are like, I love you, God. I want to hear from you. I'm going to spend time with you because when you love someone, you spend time with them. And when you love someone, they're like top priority in your life. And all of a sudden you have this relationship that's not like God is way over here. He's a king. He's a king in a castle. He becomes your king. And then you give him the honor that he deserves. And he's like, you find out he's a loving king. And then you step a little closer and you're like, wait, I don't just have a king. I have a friend and I have a father and I have a counselor and I have a keeper and I have a comforter. And that is what really knowing God and really loving God looks like. And so then you start to hear from him. And so the course becomes a little bit 
more intricate because you're like, I'm loving God and I'm loving people. This is the course I'm set on. And then God starts to whisper to you in moments. And you start to be in a coffee shop and he's like, do you see that person over there? I just want you to go tell him that, that I love him. And you're like, no way. <laughs> nope. <laughs> love you. Not doing it. And then one day you have enough courage to step out and do it. And that person's like, I don't, I, okay. <laughs> and then one day you have the, step, the courage to step out and do it. And that person's like, I can't even tell you. This has been the worst day of my life. And, and I needed to hear that right now. And the more that you listen and the more that you spend time with him, the more that you start to hear what he actually, want, where he wants you to step. But he's not going to drop the plan in your lap like a blueprint because you couldn't handle it. He wouldn't put that much pressure on you because he lights your steps. He doesn't light, like, big football field lights. <laughs> so you're like, wham, there it is. All right, here we go. He's like, here's a step. And you know, what, you know what the light is for your feet? The lamp? Do you know what it is? It's his word, which ties right back into when you love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. You want to be with him. And then you know that he speaks to you through this, through his word. And so he starts bringing revelation to your heart, and you start reading it, and you're like, this, is, this, book, this book is coming alive in my heart, and it's not just words on a page. It's life to my soul. You can't actually live without this as a believer. You need this. This is God's word for you, and you might be all about hearing from the Holy Spirit, but I can tell you the Holy Spirit always lands on the word of God. So if there's something the Holy Spirit's saying and it hasn't landed on this, it's not the Holy Spirit. Okay? That was real random. Don't know how we got there. Uh, sometimes we get on course and we get a little distracted. And for me, this is a little bit like walking through Target. Okay? <laughs> Because you're like, I need to go get some Cheerios for my children, so obviously I'm going to go to Target. Because <laughs> they also have Cheerios. <laughs> and you get your little cart wipe if you're like me, and you like, you know, Clorox the, the sides and the handle, and maybe the like, I give them to my kids now, and they actually go down and they like, pretend like it's a car wash, and they, the whole buggy is real clean for the next person. You know, and then I start down... The bathing suit way, obviously, because that's how you get to the Cheerios is you go straight down. I mean, you wouldn't want to take a hard left when you first go in because, I mean, I'm also getting exercise when I'm there. My step count is going up. It's a whole mind, body, soul experience. So I'm going into Target, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get anything today. I'm just going to go this way and see if there's anything new because there might be, and also Target's looking way better than it was like a year ago because they did all those new cute little things. So down I go, bathing suit catches me at like, I don't know, six feet in, there's a cute little one. There's one right now that's like all palmy prints and it's so cute, y'all know what I'm talking about because you've all seen it when you went to Target. You get a little bit further and they've got like the cute little culotte pants that are out now and then you get to the t-shirts which you always need like 50 of and all of a sudden my shop for Cheerios turns into like six pairs of pants, like a few shirts, a bathing suit, and you know, it's just ridiculous. And my Cheerios cost like $175. <laughs> and that is a little bit like what happens sometimes when we're on course. Because we're like, okay, God's directing me down this path. And we start moving down the path. 
But all of a sudden, we're like, ooh, that's shiny. <laughs> that's, really, that's really great. Or he's like, you know what? I want you to be planted in the house. So you find a house, and you get planted in a church, and you're like, here I go. I'm pl- I, this is where God has called me to be. And all of a sudden, you're like, well, you know, I mean, like, it's a little different than I thought. And, like, there's this other church over there that's, like, great. So I'm going to try that one now. And you're, like, flippy, floppy all over the place when I don't. I don't know about you, but Renee, it's really nice when people stay planted because you actually get to build something together. And I'm telling you that if you start to hear God speaking to you and tell you where you're supposed to be, he can start to use you to build something in his kingdom and in his house. And it's not about just where you're planted at church. It's about going, this is the course that he set for my life. And I'm not going to be flipping and flopping all over the place like a crazy fish that's been pulled out of the ocean. I'm going to swim like I've got direction and somewhere to be. And I've got purpose, and I've got passion, and I'm not going to be blown about. That's the kind of woman I want to be, a woman of passion and a woman of purpose and a woman with a course set. And I want to be willing, like Paul, to lay down what was behind me and not drag it along like dead weight. Some of us walk around with, like, Let's say you go to Target with your old things and you're walking around Target you're like, hey, I got all this stuff from last year. It's awesome. And everybody would be like, that's super weird. Why did you bring your old things? This is not the Betty Griffith house. Take it home. But some of us are carrying our baggage. I'm telling you, God wants to speak to you and he wants to tell you where you're supposed to go. Yes, you are called to love God and love people, but he takes it so much further than that because he loves you. But I'm telling you, if you can't start with love God and love people, you'll be so distracted, you'll never hear him. He's always speaking to us. He has spoken in creation all around us. He literally created our earth to reflect who he is, the way it functions, the way it works. It all points back to him. He speaks through the Holy Spirit, which he gave us as a counselor and a comforter. Some of us are quicker to run to a counselor that you pay money for than you are to the Holy Spirit. And there's nothing wrong with counseling. I am an advocate of it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's an incredible place for God to speak into your heart if it's the right place for you. But I'm telling you that you need to find your first counselor in the Holy Spirit because he knows you better than anybody. And he will speak to you. But can I encourage you not to last-ditch effort the Lord God Almighty? (laughs) He's not a genie that pops out of a bottle to answer your requests when you're desperate. And he's not Siri on your phone where you're like, beep, beep. Yes, Lord. Um, I just, if, where, what should I do with my life? I did that. I did it on Siri on my phone. You want to see what happens? Okay. Ready? What should I do with my life? Interesting question, Matt. It's obviously my husband's name is on my phone. Interesting question. Thanks, Siri. Thanks a lot for nothing. (laughs) God is not your Siri. You don't pop a question in and wait for his immediate response. He always responds, but he wants relationship with you. And he actually knows what's best for you. Everybody say, on course. (laughs) Okay, here we go. 
Um, to live a life that is blessed and on course, I want to give you two points. The first one is know your course. When I am on course, that means I know my course. So what does it actually mean to be blessed and on course? Because it says you're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God, which BT dubs, it says steadily on the road revealed by God, which means he's going to reveal it to you. So we're walking steadily on the road. Okay, so what does it mean to be blessed? We see it all over our Instagrams, hashtag blessed, like, oh, my life, hashtag blessed. <laughs> so what does that even mean? Because I feel like it's a little skewed, maybe on Instagram. Does it mean that I got what I wanted? Was it a house, finally, or a really nice new car, or a family, or kids, or a job promotion, or a vacation, or like a big bowl of ice cream when you're like, blessed? <laughs> Got my ice cream. <laughs> do you know that those things are gifts from God, but do they mean that we're blessed? They're gifts. But blessing is anything that makes us fully satisfied in Christ. That's what blessing is. So you are blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. When you're on course and you're living a life that's full and abundant and passion and purpose, it's because you know that you are fully satisfied in Christ. That's what it means. And I just wanted to read this quote to us tonight because I just read it and it really stopped me. And it's, the woman's name is Vanitha Rendall Risner, and it says, what is blessing then scripture shows that blessing is anything that anything God gives that makes us fully satisfied with him anything that draws us closer to Jesus anything that helps us relinquish the temporal and hold on more tightly to the eternal often it is the struggles and the trials the aching disappointments and the unfulfilled longings that best enable us to do that pain and loss transform us while they sometimes unravel us they can also push us to a deeper life with God than we ever thought possible. They make us rest in God alone, not what we can do or achieve for him and not what he can do or achieve for us. In pain and loss, we long for presence. We long to know that God is for us and with us and in us. Great families, financial wealth, and good health are all wonderful gifts that we can thank God for, but they are not his greatest blessings. They may make us delight not in God, but in his gifts. God's greatest blessing always rests in God himself. <laughs> God's greatest blessing always rests in God himself. When we have that, we are truly blessed. Isn't that incredible? You know, and I think sometimes we set our course and we start moving and we're like, here we go. I'm going to walk steadily on this road because I know where God is revealing for me to go. So here I go. I'm going to do this. And we're looking for all these physical blessings to pour in our life. And we're like, why is it not getting better? And, you know, sometimes that happens and it just gets better and better and better. And sometimes it gets harder. But you know what you learn in those moments? 
you learn that your greatest blessing and everything you need is found in God alone. And there's nothing better than having that rooted down in your soul because it means that no matter what life looks like, whether you've set your course and there was storms or currents or wind or waves, your soul is at rest because you know you have a good God who loves you and will never let you down because being blessed means being, knowing that you are fully satisfied in him. If you want to know your course, you have to know how to say yes to Jesus. On course doesn't mean a life of smooth sailing. It means knowing Jesus is in the boat with you. Did you get that? On course doesn't mean a life of smooth sailing. It means knowing that Jesus is in the boat with you. So you got to know your course. And the second thing is know your convictions. We can have an intention to stay on course. Has anybody ever started a New Year's resolution and like three hours later gave it up? <laughs> yeah, whole 30. I'm like, ooh, but that French baguette looks fantastic with the cheese. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> Intentions will betray you, but convictions will sustain you. So you have to know your convictions. Intentions will betray you, but convictions will sustain you. Man. It says, oh, that my steps might be steady, keeping to the course you set. Then I never have any regrets in comparing my life with your counsel. I want convictions that make my feet steady. When your steps are steady, you can keep to the course that he set. When your steps are steady, when he's revealed a road to you and you've started walking on it and you have convictions to stay there, you're not like kind of like tippy-toeing around wondering if you're going to make it over the next rock or the next hurdle. You're like steady steps. I'm just going to keep walking because every time he takes a step, I'm going to take a step. And my intentions are not going to be enough to keep me there, but my convictions are rooted deep down in my soul and tell me that I can keep going there with him. And it says, then I'd never have any regrets in comparing my life with your counsel. And there's been times in my life that I have looked back on a road that I set out on, and I realized that God told me what to do a long time ago, and I just never did it. <laughs> and I found myself in a situation where I'm like, this is not God punishing me. This is a choice that I made to ignore him. <laughs> And now I'm comparing my life, like it says in the scripture, with his counsel. And I'm like, I didn't do what he said. He told me to do something, and I didn't do it. And so now I'm sitting here going, I, sh I should have just listened. But can I tell you something? You are never too far away from where God intended you to be. And I remember being in youth group and hearing the analogy of, you know, if you walk away from God, you walk away from God. And he's not still way back there because you turn around, and he's just right there waiting for you. So you can choose wrong. <laughs> you know, you can ignore counsel and you can ignore the road that's revealed. But can I just tell you, you're not that far away because as soon as you turn around and you say, yes, God, he's right there. 
And he's not condemning you, but he's inviting you in. He's like, just come in, just come say yes, just come say yes, and come say yes, and make me the Lord of your life. Love me with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love the people around you. And you're like, okay, I've been running this way, but God is saying to turn around. And so I've, I realize that I just need to turn around, and it's so hard to like pivot back because you're stubborn and you're prideful. Just like me, I'm stubborn and I'm prideful, and I hate being wrong. But when God brings something alive inside of you that you thought was dead because you were so far away from the source of life that you thought it was dead in you, but he starts to ignite it again, and you're like, I know that's where I need to go. I know that's where I need to go. And you lay down, like Paul said, that stubbornness and that pride, and you lay down your life again, and you turn around, he's right there. So you have to know your course, and you have to know your conviction, and you have to know your God because he loves you. And he is not done with you. He's not done with you. And some of you women in here are my senior and are pillars in the house. And you think that this is your coasting and cruising time. But can I tell you, God is not done with you. And we need you. We need you to lead the way. And we need you to ignite the fire again and step up with passion and with purpose. And to come alongside us, because that's what this is. This is a linking of arms with the women around us and the women in our city and the women in our world. And it's going, we're not going to walk this road alone. We're going to walk steady, and we're going to walk the road revealed by God, and we're going to do it together. And we're not going to forget that one day we're going to be standing before the King of kings and Lord of lords in our eternity looking around us saying, we were always in this together. Always. You and I, we were always in this together. So I just want to invite you tonight to say yes. That's it. I just want to invite you to say yes, and some of you might be saying yes to the course that God is setting you on. And some of you don't even know what that means yet because you haven't said yet to, yes to Jesus. But can I encourage you that that will be the best decision you ever make in your life is saying yes to him. Because he is kind and he is good and he formed you from the inside out and he loves you. And he doesn't want to see you drifting at sea. He wants to see you on course, headed towards the good island life. <laughs> he does. And it might not be smooth, but he'll be in the boat with you. So can we just close our eyes and bow our heads? The team's going to come up. Jesus, we love you. We love you with our whole hearts. I love you with my heart, all of it. And God, you have my life. And we just commit right now. God, as women full of passion and purpose who are set on course, God, we commit right now to live by a conviction that we are going where you've called us and we are not going alone. God, we commit our hearts and we commit our lives. And I ask that you would just seal in our hearts, that you would steal inside of us a conviction to just love you with everything that we have, to wake up and want to be with you, to spend time with you, to open your word, to hear from you.
And God, that we would walk out into our world, into the sphere of influence that God, you've given us and that we would go out going, I'm gonna love them. I'm gonna love them just like I love me. God, I pray that those of us that really have trouble loving ourselves and seeing that you've created us and that we are beautiful, God, that tonight you would just whisper that over our hearts, even though they're tender and hurt, God. You're beautiful and you are formed and made and loved. And out of that assurance, God, we would go out and we would love others, not for what they can do for us, but because of what you did for us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Sundays at church or visit us at www.colonialchurch.life.